Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Now that I don't know if I'm okay. Did, do we need a did you silence your phone? I did. Do we have found cowls? Please don't use words of ill fame near my phone. I'm already sharing a bed with your prawn, so you have no idea what's Watch out for your sheets, ma'am. Oh, they're... Very sheety. Very sheety. (laughs) Very sheety. I actually just washed them. Oh, see? This is the one that I got inscribed. Oh, I love that. Okay. I cracked my neck today. Oh, nice. I know, I think Goals. I have it on recording, the first one. Okay, so I think I've scarred myself. Bind me all up, I Scotty. Can, Scotty. All I can think about now is that book. Should we? We could also start by recording about this content. Go out of order, can you imagine? I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> my stomach's nauseous. I am feeling a little nauseous. <laughs> I said the word pus too many times to be comfortable. Uh, That's my contribution uh, to that. Um, so what are, I guess we can get started. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. Oh, wow. Oh, yay. Oh my. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. And oh. if you're wondering why we're saying that, uh, you can listen to the bonus content and and I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to tell. I mean, I'm almost inclined to be like, you know, this one. I don't think you want the bonus. Content. I don't know <laughs> if I want the bonus content. Um, <laughs> but you do. You do. You do, like, and you don't. You know when you, you do, know, but you really don't. You know when you. It's like hooking up with a fuck, like a, a really hot fuck boy, where you're like, yeah. oh, I want it, but I don't want it. Ooh, yeah. That's how this feels. Same level of nausea. <laughs> when were they too. gonna tell us it was gonna mm. be like that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, back to having sex just for procreation. Hey, according to that book, that's all you should hey, be doing. Well, and do not speak ill fame on me. No, no house of ill fame. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> we just both like one second and just puke <laughs> off camera. <laughs> So our, our bonus content, since you're probably wondering, is I collect um, I collect antiques, and some of the things that I like to collect are old vintage medical books and medical bottles and like medical oddities. Um, and I found a 1920s book, which if you want to hurt yourself right now, you'll realize that is almost 100 years ago. Hurt me too. Um, and it is about venereal disease. Uh, what if what's the book titled <laughs> if only i had known um i don't i'm not saying he called himself out but yeah. that is some like that oh you know what that reminds me of mm-hmm. um what's his fucking face who didn't kill his wife but then wrote the book um if, if i, I did her, yes uh, oj simpson, simpson yes. yeah if i had killed her this is how i would have done it Just tell me you, like, just put on the book, I have an STD and I want to save you. Yeah. Like, that's what you should have called Wish it. someone would have told me about STDs. So. So I'm telling you. The bonus content, I'm going to actually read and we'll react. We already pre-read and I'm nauseous, but um, you'll get to experience that little ditty. It's actually, it is equal parts terrifying and interesting all at the same time. Yeah. I would not recommend listening while eating. Mm-mm. Um, or no. while rubbing your eyes? No. Maybe don't plan on having sex Just anytime <laughs> before or after. It cured me of wanting to have sex today. It cured me of wanting to not clean my bed sheets. So. Ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo! 
Um, anyways, just, just brand new ones every time I go to sleep. We're we're gonna totally not we're not. Doable. This is not the episode. So the episode we're actually gonna talk about something that I do enjoy. Maybe not today, um, but I do enjoy this, which is shibari and rigging. Yay! Dear God, help us. Um, I personally love shibari and rigging. So we're going to talk about that, talk about some intros to safety, talk about some ways that you can learn about it, talk about why I like it, some health benefits to it, because there is actually some health benefits other than just maybe really good sex, which I consider a health benefit. I consider that a health benefit, Maybe not after reading that book. Well, that book is from a different time. I feel like I need to get an STD test for no reason at all. Like, I've not even fucked anyone new, right? First of all, who bought that book in the 1920s? Mm. Who did? Does it have a, a published date on it? 1927. Oh, my God. And it was a first run. I don't know if they did a second run. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, when they have antique books and they make you, like, put on gloves to, like, touch yeah, them. Yeah, no. But this for a different reason. Yeah, no. I, um... I made you smell it. You did. I'm going to go blind. <laughs> That's all I've learned from that book is ways to lose your eyesight in any form of we, Also, on this episode, we're just going to be shibari binding the book so nobody ever has to read it. Again. <laughs> we're telling like, Just it. bind it. We're sending it back to hell You're where it belongs. Holy hellfire. Um, anyways, shibari. <laughs> you can't see it, but I have ropes here. Woo! I'll show you guys that stuff. Um, I don't know. I... I Kind of started to fall in love with shibari probably a year and a half, two years ago when mm. I dated a rigger very briefly. Oh. Oh. Um, before that, I was like, eh, rope. Like, yeah. it's pretty, and I like the aesthetics, but having it done on me, before that, I was like, will you just stand there? <laughs> I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to stand here. And you're going to okay. just do that? Okay. Um, but... Kind of met a rigger and he was really good at it and ended up really loving it. And I remember have not met a rigger since, so now I've actually just started kind of exploring it myself mm-hmm. and trying to learn and deep diving into that more. Yeah, before you told me about it, I thought it was just like fancy binding of your yeah, hands, stuff, almost yeah. just exclusively that. <laughs> yeah, it, that's kind of I think a lot of people's interpretation of it, mm-hmm. which it kind of was. I mean, I'd seen pictures of it, but didn't know enough about it, so... I think when I finally started, like, Googling shibari, and then the pictures of, like, the actual designs and patterns started coming up, I was like, oh, it's like I connected it to having seen those pictures before, and being like, oh, that's this, too. And shibari, you know, on that note of seeing the patterns and everything, part of shibari is specific patterns that are Mm -hmm. specific to shibari and that culture. Oh, hell yeah, okay. Um, And that's part of learning it, and that's part of what I'm starting to learn are the specific knots and ties... To shibari, which nice. sounds easy. I get you but... closer and closer to being a Japanophile like me every day. Yes, as long as I don't have to watch anime. Minute by minute. I there's don't worry, there's so much more to Japanese culture than anime, thankfully. <laughs> like shibari. Bam. Is that your shibari move? I guess. Bam. When I go to like get a screenshot, it's that one. So we're gonna talk about what it is, how to do it safely, what are some resources that I use. There are tons out there, so Feel free to send us a message or tell us what you're using. I also want to tell you guys that the logo of our podcast is inspired by Shibari. Eh. I'm proud of that. Um, I designed it. And actually, real fast, let's recap some of our social media shit. So yes. make sure you're joining us on Facebook. It's yes. Freaks, Kinks, and Gre- Greeks. <gasps> Freaks, Kinks, and Greeks? It's wow. also Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks on Facebook. You know, whatever. We say we say um, free, it'll just say free podcast group. Um, it is going to be private now. We are making it private just to protect some of our members and what they want to talk about. And, and hopefully inspire more members to introduce themselves more openly and have more like meeting type situations where yep. people can connect, um, which I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So get in on it now. Boom. Well, I mean, we'll just, you know, well, approve you anyone who comes in. Just please read the rules also. Thank read you. the rules. We have munches. We host them monthly, so you can find out about those in the group Actually, if you're here the, locally. This episode will be dropping the week of our next month, right? Oh yeah. So yep. this episode mm-hmm. will drop the day before our month. Yeah. Yeah. So to come see us tomorrow at a munch. Just saying. Information on our Facebook group. And then, you can also watch us on YouTube. We actually finally got past sixty nine followers, which bittersweet because I, I love sixty nine. But mm, 
finally. And uh, our Instagram do be popping. So please uh, follow us along there too. We're Freaks, Kings, and Geeks across the board. So uh, just find us anywhere. We're pretty much the only Freaks, Kings, and Geeks, especially when you add that oh my. That's and us. then if you really like us, you can go drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That is please huge. I think we just got our new, our first one-star. We did! Oh, my God. I would like to thank April for being on this journey with me. It is when you finally get your first negative review that you yeah. know you are rising up and climbing up. When you got the haters, then you know you're doing something right. So thank you so much. So we're here. Thanks. But if you want to combat the hatred a little, we appreciate you. Thank you, please. I don't know. I was going to cry this episode, but I will cry. <laughs> so, okay, we got all that shit out of the way. Yes. We probably did the little 15-minute thing, 15-second thing past yep. anyways, <laughs> which is what I do, so it's fine. Whatever. So, let's talk about really what Shibari means. So, Shibari actually literally translates into to tie. Mm. That's simple. To tie. That narrows it down. So, that is literally the translation to tie um shibari's been around since i think technically around the 1400s so it's been around a hot second you know it's a little little older it's a little established yeah we gotta post some pictures of some there's gotta be some old like japanese art on that too oh there is yeah fuck yeah and you're gonna have to say what that comes from first of all i hope i can say every single japanese word that comes up we also actually went over this in another podcast episode by the way the king you didn't know you need to know but shibari comes from a practice called hojo jutsu so, and that is the martial art of restraining captives. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, in that context, does it seem a little, like, cruel and unusual? Because what we know about shibari is it's about the beauty of the patterns and the aesthetic. That Those are core parts of yeah. the practice itself. So, I mean, in a prisoner situation where you're like, yeah, come it, here. It was a like, form of imprisonment and torture. So, yeah. I mean. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, like it's this beautiful cross on your chest. Says they use different techniques to tie their prisoners, showing the honor and status of their captured prisoner. So what's oh. interesting, it was a way to like honor their status, but also to torture them, which is a little fucked up. That's okay. like almost if you were fishing and you got like a really good one, but you tie it up with like a little one that's like a star on it. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's how much it weighs. That's <laughs> big special. fish, you know? And like, ooh, that one's got the star pattern. I wanted one. I only got the leaf pattern. Mm-hmm. And then it evolved into, you're going to have to say that. Kimbaku. Kimbaku. Um, that one came around in the 1800s, early 1900s. And there's actually some debate on if Kimbaku now is different than Shibari. Mm-hmm. So some people actually differentiate the two. I do not. What, what, what are they differentiating between it? So they're essentially saying that Kimbaku involves emotion and can evolve like emotion and love and stuff where shibari doesn't necessarily involve that i don't differentiate the two okay so for me shibari can involve emotion or it can just be i'm you know practicing with a play partner or myself i guess it is self-love um (laughs) but masturbation mm, i don't think so I mean it could be oh well yeah there are there are harnesses and ties for like People who live alone and self-tying. Yeah. Self-rigging. So, Shibari is now what it's called. It's very much, I think, an erotic art or just a blatant art form. Like, it is gorgeous, some of the stuff they do. It it is a fact that me Googling male submissive Shibari patterns is what inspired this journey of CJ thinking she could be potentially, possibly a dom... Oh, nice. Yeah. We haven't tried rigging yet, have you? Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, well, I have, but, like, on a body pillow. Yeah, yeah, Well, and that's actually, yeah, that's the best way to learn. I did, like, a pent- an upside-down pentagram design online, mm-hmm. which vibes for days, dude. I was like, nice. <laughs> it's really hard to get, like, the tightness correct, though. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want to, like, be too tight, but also too loose is not good. And people who do it a lot, they end up getting the, like, stuffed mannequins a lot to do it on. Yeah, I was thinking about a- getting one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and actually, I guess technically, if I'm, I was totally wrong. So the first rigor I actually really was with was not the guy I dated briefly. It was the guy I dated for a year. Oh, yeah? Because he actually liked tying as well. He just wasn't as intricate yet as oh, okay. the rigor I dated later. Was it, uh, would you say the rigor you dated later was more about, like, design and aesthetic, and the first yes. one was more about just actually restraining you? Um, for, like, some design type? and aesthetic, but a oh, lot okay. of that was also geared towards, like, making harnesses that we could use for sex and stuff. Wowie. Yeah. Wowie. To hang you? 
Uh, we never got in suspension. Okay. But he would make them so we could have, like, he would have handles on the back of them and stuff. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry for my horny questions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what else did you guys do? What else you did while you were doing? So he did it on himself? So that you could hold on to him? No, they were always on me. Oh, okay. So, so he could hold on to you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. get out of here before I get um, too bothered. So that's, that's, I always like knowing where things came from, where they, <laughs> Uh, I like like to know the back history, the back stories. That way I'm, I'm a huge believer of you need to know where you come from in order to know where you're at and where you're going. So there you go. There's your little history lesson, peeps. Mm. You heard it here first. Boom. So let's talk about safety. Um, First and foremost, as always, we're a safety centered podcast. Yes. And what's surprising, I think for most people is most people don't think Shibari is super edgy, but it's in actuality um, one of the highest rates of uh, injury is in Shibari. I would, that is completely understandable yeah. to me. I mean, but I think I've seen some maybe really intense rigging. So Well, and it can actually even happen on not intense rigging. Oh. So it can happen very basic rigging. Um and one of the people that I watch and study on how to do this stuff said that eventually, if you do shibari long enough, you will be injured. Mm-hmm. Everyone okay. is injured at some point in time, if not multiple times, because you're dealing with nerves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is definitely, I would consider edge play. Um, a lot of people think edge play is just something that draws blood or it deals with like nice and needles <clears throat> or something. I had understood it as in being pain having some sort of pain is that not correct no not necessarily so edge play is anything that can inflict harm or has the, cause has harm. the potential, potential to, to have to every time yeah okay mm-hmm. cool and that so that for me can cover a whole variety because you're talking there's mental edge play there's physical edge play like you can harm someone deeply with words if you're not careful so i take edge plays a little broader um i can be hurt by words me, I don't necessarily get hurt. I get pissed. Well, that is somebody who has a praise kink and, like, being de- degraded. Just crying True. for days. Well, I have a degradation kink, but there are certain words that if you use them, I will all out throw punch. Like, I will That's go true. off. Um, if only we could have some sort of, like, conversation with our partners before we have those scenes, you know? Yes. Something Maybe about some sort of them. Some mm. sort of boundaries established early on or something. So, obviously, this, like any kink, consent. Mm-hmm. 100%. Consent is key. Don't Cons- sneak up on somebody with this? No. Don't like they're sleeping, you wake them up and they're bound up. Absolutely no. not. Negotiation is key. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's rope. How do you negotiate that? Well, you can. First of all, if you're asking that, I think you're being sassy. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay? You can just talk about it. Just bring it up. Say, I've been thinking about, you know. Yeah. I, I said, so, uh, you know, looking at designs and stuff. And that's how I did it with somebody who, I, who was a fuck buddy where I was like, hey, what do you think about this stuff? And he was like, I'm not into it. Well, and, <laughs> so I didn't do it. And vetting, you know, if you listen to our episode on electroplay, you're going to hear a lot of the same vetting that you would hear for electroplay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So safety first. Let's talk about why safety is so important. So health safety is actually huge. And okay. when you get down to it, it makes more sense, but most people don't think about it up front. So knowing the health of the person that's being rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, some people call them rope bunnies. Some people call them bottoms, rope bottoms. Um, but the person who's going to bottom in that scene, um, you really need to know, do they have asthma? I would also say, do they have anxiety and how does that play out? Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people's anxiety can be from, like, that type of restraint, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, one, one, my ex didn't like being, like, under a blanket and me on top of him. I mm-hmm. felt like a restraint that he really hated. So, like, yeah, cover that as well. Yeah, no. What mental, are there any mental blocks or mental challenges that could come up? Um, asthma, because, one, if you're restricting any sort of chest or diaphragm, but, two, if they are tied <laughs> up and have an asthma attack, where's their inhaler and can you get to it? Exactly. Did they bring it? Yeah. Where you got to locate it. Mm-hmm. Um, another big one is diabetes. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird. And most people, I don't think, understand that connection. 
but diabetes, um, people, well, one, you have to monitor blood sugars. Yeah. And when you are doing this, those can uh, go up and down, so you have to be careful with that. But two, diabetics have issues with blood flow to limbs. And they also tend to bruise easier. They tend to get uh, infections easier if they are scraped or cut. So the risk of tying up a diabetic if they are not managed properly is huge. You don't want to cut off blood flow to an area that's already restricted in blood flow. Yes. Especially if you have a submissive who has a high pain tolerance, you know, and maybe isn't feeling that as they're dropping into subspace, it's going to be really important to notice. And diabetics also tend to have already existing nerve damage if it's uncontrolled diabetics. Um, They're not, they a lot of times won't feel heat or pain in some of their extremities, so Mm. they're not going to know if you're hurting them. Okay. So diabetics is big. You also obviously want to know if that person is prone to seizures. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And think about that. That can be a problem. Again, if they start seizing, do you know how to treat them, where their medicine is? Mm -hmm. Is it safe for them to even be doing this? Right. You know, there's a lot that you kind of need to explore there, in my opinion. Talking to a doctor who knows about your seizures would help with that? Yeah. Yeah. I would get... If someone has... For me, personally, I personally would not do this with someone who is diabetic and not being controlled, like Mm -hmm. doesn't have a good handle of their diabetes or is prone to getting infections and Mm -hmm. stuff or someone who has a seizure without some sort of medical, like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be ashamed to bring this up to your doctor. I mean, that's a confidential place. If you feel uncomfortable sharing it with your doctor, I would almost recommend exploring a new primary care physician yeah because uh, you I, I mean I think this is the main pre- reason why we're doing this also is so you can have more conversations without feeling ashamed of these things so you can do them safely and avoid being hurt yeah um you also generally need to talk to people about what are you comfortable getting tied up mm-hmm. is it going to freak you out if I tie up your arms right or do you have uh any sort of trauma around having your arms tied behind your back that can be a trigger for people yeah. who have had traumatic experiences Are you going to have a problem with your legs being tied up, ankles tied up, hands bound, anything around your chest, abdomen, like Mm -hmm. those all need to be discussed. Yeah, I think I would have a problems with my legs being tied because for me that that's like my strongest body part. So mm-hmm. that almost makes me feel safer in sexual engagements because I feel like, well, at least have my legs. I can, I know I can push somebody off me, you know, but for me, mine is opposite. Mine is my hands. Yeah. Just hand. Have you explored being able to do your arms, but like your hands free? Uh, yes. As in, but there, is it just a pattern on one arm by the time? Um, usually, yeah, usually it's a pattern. And I can, I'm okay with my hands being bound if I know the person well mm-hmm. enough. Um, but I probably wouldn't have that be my go-to. Right, you wouldn't right start away. That. Maybe like build. Yeah. After, trust, mm-hmm. along with trust being built. Yeah. yeah. I get that. So, again, exploring those triggers. You, you can still safely do shabari even if you have triggers. You just need yeah, to yeah, yeah. Just communicate them. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you have those triggers and you're worried about, like, oh, maybe I can't get into Shabari because I have all of these, that's not what we're trying to say. It's no. just, like, here and here's how you would go about it if you do have those fears or concerns or health considerations. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about real fast some of the terminology because I know we've thrown some stuff out there. So we obviously have the bottom, mm-hmm. or you'll hear rope bunny, rope bottom. Those are all going to be the person that's tied. You have rigor or top, and that's the person that's tying. Mm-hmm. Again, you can have people who switch back and forth. This is not unlike any other kink. So some riggers will bottom, some bottoms will top. Same thing. Well, I love that because in that context, they're called a rope switch. Yeah. So in other contexts, it's just switch. Mm-hmm. But in this one, rope switch. Rope switch. <laughs> um, I personally, this is one of the few areas that I am a rope. I'm a switch. Nice. I will rig and I will bottom. Very cool. Very cool. Um, suspension. So that is when someone's actually lifted off the ground. I fucking love the visual look of suspension. Oh, I've never done it, but I fucking love it. it it's, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's pretty, it's beautiful. I would love to do that at some point. Um, floor play. So that's most what I've done, which is rope play on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people start just yeah, because there's less propensity for damage and hurt. Yeah, I think you, there's more equipment needed for suspension too. Yes, yeah. way more equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, self-tie is when you're actually tying yourself, which is one of the best ways to learn. Mm-hmm. Single column ties, um, that's a basic, basic tie. That's what you really learn. The you know One of the first things that you learn is a single column tie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we already know about safe words. Yes. 
I'm going to put the our episodes on save words here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Click here. Um, so let's talk about actual other kind of some general safety things. Um, one, what type of rope do you use? Regular. Just, just so you, you go to Home Depot and the scratchiest. Actually, kidding. some do. So oh, shit, really? There's, yeah. Um, there's two types of ropes. There's natural rope and there's synthetic. Okay. You're going to have some people who say that only natural rope can be used to tie. Well, okay. In this situation, what is natural rope? So Untreated? that's going to be your, um, it's going to be your non-synthetics. Okay. So that's so going to be like your hemp. Itchier. Yes. Uh, some of it. Oh, okay. Um, not all of it. So like cotton is natural, but it's not okay. necessarily itchy, but cotton's not great for suspension. Mm. It stretches. Oh, okay. It stretches too much. Oh, it's like it snaps. Nope. <laughs> um, so you, your natural options are jute, hemp, and cotton. Okay. Um, jute and hemp are typically better for suspension. Mm-hmm. Cotton tends to be softer. Oh, and okay. cotton's also good for sex play because you can wash it. Oh, okay, yeah. And you wouldn't want to leave anything on the bed sheets. Sorry. From what we've learned. Um, your synthetics are your propylene and your nylon. People are going to tell you that nylon and the other one is not good for tying because it can cause burns. I personally am divergent from that i only really use nylon for the most part one mm-hmm. i love the colors that i get and i love the aesthetics of it mm-hmm. i'm just very careful not to burn myself or others mm-hmm. so you just have to be a little more intentional about not like ripping these through and oh burning. yeah well so for me as someone who's into the sensation play the slow pulling of the nylon rope through is really sexy i like it yeah um, I do understand though why they don't like nylon for suspension as much, mm-hmm. and I understand that. So I I do see more suspension rope is going to be more of your jute or hemp. Okay, why not for the suspension? It just doesn't hold as well, or um, again the burn it just burn it it is not going to hold quite as well. Um, mm-hmm. so from my understanding, the the natural forms are better, but not cotton, right? Okay. Because of the stretch. Um, I think jute is going to be a little bit scratchier, have a little bit more of the crunch and like... The crunch. Yeah, it has more of a sound. That was a sensation I wasn't expecting to come up with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You also want to make sure you have proper cutting tools. So having either some sort of belt cutter, which if you're not sure what that is, I actually like the belt cutters. They're really, really safe. Um, You can use scissors, which we have the textile scissors here. That's what a lot of people use. I think... These are a couple bucks at Walmart. They're fancy. The package looks like it came straight from the 80s. And I love stuff like that because it's like this is a tried and true yeah. equipment that hasn't needed to be changed and works wonderfully. And the reason these are wonderful is because if you will look at the ends, they are not pointed. That's why you don't want to use a knife. When you are trying to get rope off someone, like usually these are used in emergency situations or mm-hmm. you need to get someone out quickly, you're not going to stab them. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is take a kitchen knife, shove it in there, cut their arm off, cut their artery. They're dying anyways. You can't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Blunt oh end. You can yeah. also use medical scissors because mm-hmm. most medical scissors are blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep in mind, you're not going to want to use these repeatedly. So if you use these a few times, you're going to want to get new ones because these will dull out. Mm, okay. And then you're trying to sit there and cut people out and they're dull. It's not working. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The belt cutter is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, belt cutters. How would you say, actually, should you check to make sure that they're dull before? Like, just cut, try and cut an end off and see if it's easy to cut before. Yeah, cut play? an end, cut some fabric, see, because mm-hmm. that's what these are literally for is textiles. So mm-hmm. if you struggle at all when it's not on someone, you're going to struggle even more when it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, cutting off just like a the last centimeter off the rope is such a good way to check to make sure that yeah. they're working right before. It doesn't take that much time, so you don't have to, like, get out of the mood or anything like that. Just keep in mind, if you cut your uh, synthetic ropes, you're going to have to burn the ends. Mm-hmm. So just have a lighter ready. That way they don't unravel and go to hell, which will make you so not happy. Oh. Um... There is prep to it. So, obviously, we talked about consent. Mm-hmm. Fucking get consent. First and foremost, please. I'm so... We'll say it every episode. So over Hope this you do whole, get tired like, of it. consent battle. Consent oh. is fucking key. Yeah. I... We have a consent episode, right? I think we do. I don't think do we've we done one, one yet. But we I, talk about it all I just want a five-minute episode where I'm just like... 
Maybe we should do, like, a consent mini-sode. Yeah. On, like, what it means to be full consent, how you... Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably do one. How giving consent once doesn't mean it's forever, you know? It can be changed at any time. And full knowledge of consent. Like, what are you agreeing to? Exactly. Um, That one's triggering lately. Um, Finding out they like pain or sensation. So, shibari can be painful, but it can also be sensual. Yes. And it can be one or the other or both. I've had both. I actually like a mix of both. Do you like more I'm, of the central? I, yes. Yeah, very you're not much so. a masochist typically. Right, yeah, no, I'm very, I'm the, I'm a soft girl of the bunch. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, sensation, Dom. it was very, it, it was, I'm telling you, I was, I was trying something on like my thighs and just like pulling the rope through, I, I, I was just like, I get it. <laughs> I was like, yep, I get it. Yeah, it's, uh, one of my favorites was I had a corset made. Oh, I think you showed me pictures of that. I loved like that's a sensation. Nice. Yeah, that was, that was very nice. Yep, that was a sensation and a restrictive thing. Oh yeah, it was tight. This is this is my get close to our um, using the shibari to help with anxiety. Yes, mention that we're mm-hmm. coming up to, but yeah. Uh, make sure everyone's eating and drinking that day. You don't want to have a sugar crash in the middle of this. You know, can I just say one thing that I do love about like BDSM is that that gets mentioned a lot. <laughs> Well, and it's true, like, I I think one of the longest sessions I've done, it probably took about an hour for it to be tied, mm-hmm. and I'm, hour, hour and a half, and I'm standing the whole time. So, like, if I haven't eaten all day, mm-hmm. I haven't had anything to drink, I'm going to get fucking tired. Yeah. I could have a sugar drop, I could get fuzzy, and it's not like, and sometimes you're standing in very awkward positions, especially if you're doing suspension, you can have one leg off the ground, you're mm-hmm. trying to hold yourself up, like, it's... That's it's true. not like you're not doing anything while you're being tied up. Even time myself takes Or effort. if you just think that you're a person who's not doing work because you're the one being tied and you just go after like a long day of work and maybe you are standing a lot at your job or doing something physical and you're just like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing for relaxing. You're kind of setting yourself up for more exhaustion because sometimes being the rope bunny can be exhausting. Yeah. So make your, I mean, that's literally the next thing. Make sure you're well rested. So yeah. you've got that. Boom. Um, and then obviously discuss what's okay on limits and any health concerns. Yes. This is no different than vetting for any other fucking kink. Yeah. Do not skip that. Don't, and don't assume because you know them again. Again, just like Electroplay. Don't be like, oh, well, I know Siege, so I'm, I know what she, I guess she's good. No, that's, she still has her own shit. Like, just because I hang out with her every day, we work together, doesn't mean I would have known that she, I literally didn't know about the leg thing. Yeah. That, I didn't know it that. Was, and it's one of those things that it just never comes up. You I'm know? today years old. That's why we have the conversation about it. Because, like, when you open up the conversation, it starts to be like, you know, oh, yeah, I think if this happened, I really want to like that. You know? And it's like, that's how that conversation starts. When, you know, when we answer, when the question comes up, what if the person doesn't know they're going to have a traumatic response when it happens? It's like, honestly, the best thing you can do is just talk to it and kind of, like, notice them. Just mm-hmm. notice how it is when they're having that conversation. Are they hesitant? Are they overly gun-ho in a way that's, like, trying to distract from how hesitant they are? I feel like that's kind of... Yeah, that's a tricky one, too, where I'm like, mm, I don't know how you feel. I know you're really gung-ho, but I don't know if that's because you're just trying to please me in this moment, you know? So, yeah, those kind of things. You, it, it all goes back to the vetting. Yeah, so don't, I promise you do not skip that, even if you think you know the person really well. Platonic partner, didn't know about the leg thing. Mostly because that would never come up normally. It's yeah. not like we're sitting around eating sushi and be like, oh, you like to have your legs tied? Yeah. No? Cool. I'm like, by the way, you know what really freaks me out? <laughs> I'm my legs tied? <laughs> I'm my legs tied. I can't fucking do it. Curry. So, <laughs> it's, Eel sauce. yeah, it's don't don't assume anything. Um, yeah. it's yeah, that can be dangerous. Um, the other thing that I am trying to take more time and investing time on is learning, uh, physical risk and how to avoid physical risk, which is super fucking interesting. Yeah, the course that I'm following right now is being taught by I think she's a former nurse. Oh, cool. Online. Yeah. I love that. So she, right now, I'm watching the ones on where the major nerves are so I can avoid nerve placement because typically if we're talking about safety, you want to avoid like a lot of bony protrusions. Okay. um, Because that could be areas that you can pinch or hurt really easily. Ooh, okay. Hello. Um, But like learned yesterday, there's a big nerve cluster right in here that you want to be careful of. So there's like three main nerves that go through your arm. So I now know where they're at, how to try to avoid them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so be careful of nerves. Nerve damage is real. 
You want to be testing, making sure you can feel things as you're doing it, making sure there is enough blood flow. Um, nerve damage is going to happen to everyone if you're doing it, like I said, but being are cognizant there, of it. What sort of signs? So besides the numbing, are there any other numbing, signs? Numbing, that... tingling, burning. Um, I don't know about you, but I used to wear high heels a lot, mm-hmm. like a shit ton when I was in my 20 ho phase. So, and I remember my toes used to go numb, and they would stay numb for days. Oof, wow, okay, I didn't go heels. that far. Yeah, that's nerve damage. I was very much a, my shoes were off by the end of the night, drunk walking on the cobblestones downtown. Oh, that still shed. happened at 2 a.m. <laughs> but my feet, I would wear such high heels. Start floating with the hot dog cart guy. It was a lot. <laughs> I had I had my hoe heels and they were very tall. And so you looked forward to your toes going numb because that means the pain would stop. Um, but literally, I think it's on my right two smaller toes or my middle toes i can't feel the very end of them because from nerve damage yeah oh because no, yeah no no my nerve damage is literally not from shibari it's literally from being a hoe in my 20s <laughs> that was a fake story it's not the you know, sometimes if you've got a hook up did the heels stay on uh yes <laughs> good things to grab onto God, I'm so okay. Well, just imagine like a sensationalist. The first sensation of pain, I'm like, no, these can come no, off. Thank you. Thanks. I don't want them anymore. And you're like, yeah, these have been hurting all night, but I'm gonna keep them on. Well, by then you can't feel nothing. Oh, that's true. Actually, and actually taking them off and then putting them back on after. Okay. No. Way more I've, fucking painful. Mm-hmm, no, that like, I. Yeah. I would never. The whole struggle. Is Even real. if they were hurting, I was like, they stay. They stay. These, these are stay. my foot has. In I actually do that with running too. Like with if I'm blistering on the back of yep. my ankle, I'm like, no, I'll wait till I get home where there's my body has accepted this peroxide. Um, <laughs> this is mine. Yeah, this is it. It's fine. Never coming off. And I'm Let's not, not talk about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not thinking about that gross grossness there. I remember Where's at she? one point thinking like, I'm never gonna feel these two toes again. And you were just like, okay. Well, I've accepted my feet. <laughs> okay. Did I stop wearing high heels? Nope. And that's literally, it's the dedication. That's the tenacity. It's go in and on, t- like, to loop it back around. If you have nerve damage, take a break and let it heal. <laughs> Don't be yeah. hoe April. Okay? Oh, okay. Don't be hoe April yeah. where you're out the next day and you're like, well, at least I can't feel it now. The fuck was wrong with me? I know what was wrong with me. Never mind, dick. Oh, <laughs> me. Yeah, like, just I appreciate Christ. the grind. You know what Bro, I, mean? I was. I, you were. You were very type A about it. I was, I was dedicated. You were doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Why? I'm going to do it all the way. I'm not just going to put a toe in. No. I'm going to put all my toes all of in. Them. I'll need to feel them. And I'll need to feel my toes anymore. Wait, I don't know if this is off topic, but have you ever done a cold plunge pool? Yeah. How is like your pain tolerance with that? I hate that way more. Oh yeah, it's like I can un- I can one I mean anyone can do it, but that like not being able to br- like that. <laughs> It's a well. I have you ever that. stayed in long enough to where it is yeah. numb? And yeah, that part. And then you it's get out. So and hard to get like... into. And by the way, all of y'all who hang out by the cold pool and you're like, yeah, once you get used to it, it's fine. Always neglect to mention that you always have to get used to it every yeah. single time you do it, and it doesn't get easier. No, and I think it takes what a good thirty to sixty seconds. And let me tell you, if you ever think I talk fast, watch me be in the cold pool where I'm like, hey, nope, nope, I need you to talk so, to me. I need you to talk to me, and you talk fast. What did you What did you do today? Not so. Not what I'm hearing is we should do a podcast where you're. Getting in the cold pool. <laughs> she never talked about it. Even if we ever get feedback from you guys and you're like, we want a shorter episode, I'll be like, oh, easy. I'll just take cold this to a cold pool. It'll be five minutes done. There'll be no distractions. You just put it on, what is it, like half speed? Yeah. Slows down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other than obviously nerve damage, you can faint during this. Fainting does happen quite a bit. Um, I'm always cognizant of not locking out my knees if I'm standing because mm-hmm. locking out your knees. It's also oh. why they tell you not to do that when you're getting married. You'll It can cause you to pass out. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yep. I've seen more brides and grooms hit the deck when I used to help out in wedding planning. And we would always tell them ahead of time, do not lock your knees. Leave them a little bent. There's something about the arteries in there. Like, it can pinch them off or something. I don't know. Wow. Holy so, shit, don't that. lock out your knees. Um, it obviously can also cause rope burn. Mm-hmm. which is not the same as getting blisters. So you can get blisters. You can get hematomas or large bruises. Um, there's also, I've heard of a different word, but it's like the little, like, per, like little almost bruisy dots. There's a word oh. for it, and I don't remember. Well, now you guys know about bruisy dots. That's bruisy actually dots. the uh, medical term for it. So. And then rope marks, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. 
Do no. they just call them rope marks? I don't call them, like, track yeah. marks or anything? No. Train tracks. Why would I do that? You got railroaded? <laughs> got railed. It's a different section. <gasps> if you get railroaded, you're getting railed in Shibari. You that's, heard it here first. That's a thing. I'm, like, running to Urban Dictionary to add it so that when you guys look it up. That's a thing. Um, you know, and I personally, the one that I am watching, um, if you guys want to learn more about this or how to get into it, uh, shibaristudy.com. Um, you do pay for it. I did the seven day free trial and I think it's $25 a month after that. But especially during pandemic, it's great because the tutorials are awesome. Mm -hmm. They actually really go through how to tie these knots and tie knots via internet is I'm on the struggle bus at times, like trying to do it in reverse, and on my and I'm like it, over the in the round the in the, god damn it. Oh yeah, I I always have the ones that have pictures, and I'll be like, I'll just show you, and I'm like, I'll just show, you, mirror, like, I'll just show you this one. It's super super good. Um, and it's like their teachers are really good. Um, I just started it recently, but is this on like a a website like Skillshare or something like that, or it's it's specifically this person's mm -hmm. thingy? Shabari Ooh. study. She has different teachers who specialize in different things. Oh my god, cool! They have live classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think once a week that they record. They just did one recently on. They have a three part series on Shabari and masochism. You know, I just gotta say with the um the availability of information should like speak to how dangerous this can be yeah you know especially that the teacher is like a medical professional yeah you know yeah no it's it's way more dangerous even in suspension like if you suspend someone and something snaps because you're not doing it right or the rope breaks or whatever you can really hurt someone especially because when you're not bound and you fall you at least have ways to catch yourself to minimize your damn you know the hurt that you get from that but when you're tied up your face is catching you could you, you could land head first yeah yeah or break a limb you're going to land or head knee first, first, knee first, elbow first. Like, something's yeah. catching you. It's not your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then you you kind of referenced this earlier. Do you want to talk about kind of the health, some of the other alternative, outside of it just being, a, you know, an art form and for sexual pleasure, but there is actually some health benefits that you can get from this. Well, we started to find out about what was called TRE, which was this... Um, the trauma release exercises. And from what I understood about it, uh, the trauma release exercise includes like a shaking mm -hmm. to release tension in the body. The sh uh, tremoring is the body's natural way of releasing tension, which is why like we'll shake when we're scared. Um, and so this is actually being used to uh, reduce the need for psychotherapy or drugs to control PTSD. So what is TRE? Well, it's seven simple exercises that trigger a natural tremoning. 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 Hi, I'm CJ. I've been speaking English my whole life. <laughs> tremoring <laughs> reflex in the body. Um, they can be modified to suit people with medical conditions. And then after doing the exercises, you lie on the mat with your feet drawn up towards the buttocks. I love when they're like, no, we're professional articles. We don't up say butt. the booty. And your knees apart. The tremoring response begins as you slowly bring the knees together. Mm-hmm. So why shaking? Why the shaking? Um, it's so actually soothing your nervous system. That's what I thought was interesting about that. And since that is your body's natural response to it, it does feel soothed by that action. And, um, it, it can take the place of, uh, even your medication or the logical thinking that you would go through. Some of us are in cognitive behavioral therapy for our uh, mental stuff or psychology. Okay. Yeah. And my understanding is this, um, the goal is to essentially be able to train your body to shake and process without shibari or these exercises that you can like train yourself to do this almost on command oh okay so as in when you're in the middle of being restrained that you can kind of shake to release any sort of anxiety about being restrained well and like not even that so like i think the ultimate goal is to get to a place where you don't even have to be restrained like this article talks about there's seven main exercises to get you there mm-hmm um, you can also get it through shibari, but the goal I think is to get to a state where you don't need the exercises or shibari to bring on the shaking. Oh, like it's okay. also becomes like a trained physiological response. Does that make sense? Yes. If you see me shaking in this office, mind your business. Mind your business. You're over there just like a little chihuahua. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I referred to myself as a chihuahua before. Yes. And what's interesting is I didn't know this, but I have experienced the shaking after Shibari. 
Oh, really? And I did not know why. I just thought it was a, like an endorphin rush. Well, one thing that it made me think about is like, do you ever get nervous and start popping your foot like a lot of oh, like yeah. popping? Like I, I was wondering if that was almost like part of it to mm-hmm. be like, hmm, I wonder if this is a, uh, a response, yeah. like a, a self-soothing thing that my body is doing without me really initiating Yeah. That. I think the other thing that I've heard of, and I know it works for me, so um, if you've heard of like the weighted blankets mm-hmm. that are really good for autism, sensory, def- like people who have sensory issues, I have a 25 pound weighted blanket now. Mm-hmm. It's how I sleep um, because it feels like a giant hug. Mm-hmm. Like that restriction for me is very calming. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying I have autism, but for me, I am calmed by it. Yeah. I could have autism. It runs in my family. Um, it's also a spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I I I know we hear that word a lot, but I think to really think, I've considered that for myself as well. Yeah, just like because there are some things that like I can't understand, like which I think are socially like very easily understood by people. Mm-hmm. I, I think my main one is like time, like about time, like oh. people arriving on time and things. I'm like, I don't know, I just I don't understand. I'm working on that because it's it's anyway. So today. I thank you so much. That was five minutes. Late. <laughs> which is good. I'm I'm I am being able to whittle myself down. I used to be like two hours late to places. I could see that. That was in college. We I usually was very tell thought, you like, times that are fifteen to thirty minutes before everyone else. I appreciate it, and I and by the way, I know my friends do that, and I appreciate it for them doing it. And the only way it works is if I don't ask about it. Yeah. So like, I just have to trust that they will. And I was like, we're gonna meet at noon, and I'm like, CJ, eleven thirty. I'm like, I can get there at eleven thirty for sure. One p.m. or something. <laughs> I haven't been that that late. I do sometimes feel proud of myself where I'm like, wow, I'm in that five minute late range of like, <laughs> like wow. Yeah. I feel normal, you know, but yeah, a lot of times there are certain things where I'm just like, I don't understand why people do that. And like, I can see a social, like, obviously I know the social need for a t- structure of time. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, and I've thought about it that way too, where it's like, if you completely remove it, it just, listen, I don't want to go on a tangent. I'm sorry. I'm like going off on my time tangent right now. <laughs> It just does not compute. But I think there are times where I'll, I'll think about something and I think like, oh, I think societally or as a people, this is very useful. I'm just like not able to get in on it. Yeah. So then that for me, I, that made me consider like maybe, you know, I could be on a spectrum in some way, you know, on top of all my wonderful little collection of disorders. I wonder how, did you I'm ever get a, wing, a weighted blanket? No, but I'm, I guess I always thought it would be too hot. I tend to run hot when I sleep. Mm. so that because for me like my blanket usage is very like it's on me one leg is out one foot is out but the leg get is the covered. one with the glass beads because then the glass beads keep you cool if i write it down will i remember now? <laughs> yes okay okay <laughs> you got it oh like a tiktok audio i used recently that it was like come on young man it's time to win yeah it's time to do it That's if y'all haven't tried a way to blanket you said glass beads yeah Okay. They have glass beads as the weight. I love my weighted blanket. First one was, I think, 15 pounds. I just got 25 because you're supposed to get it based on your weight, and I'm a little thicker than a Snickers. So, um, That's interesting that you get it based on your weight, though. Mm-hmm. Well, because think about it. Like, if Jay used a 15-pound blanket, it's not going to be quite as effective as 25 for his height and weight. What's interesting is that I only really made it make sense to me by thinking of a giant anime character where I was like, of course, Totoro wouldn't be able to feel that at all. So anyway, Jay, if you're watching this, I consider you a normal height person, and you're welcome. You would need to be the size of a mythical being from a yeah. Japanese anime movie, great, in order not to feel the fifteen pound blanket. So should I get fifteen pound or twenty five? I uh, there's uh, a, two. I'm like two fifteen, two twenty range. Probably twenty twenty five. Okay. Uh, twenty five. How progressive am I? Huh? That I was just like, I don't care about. It. Oh, yeah, it's my weight, and I'm five three. Thank you. <laughs> Nah, weight's relative. Um, it totally is. I, you could I also. I started with a lighter one just because that was the only one available at the time. Oh, okay. You know, and like now they have like the different weight ranges and shit. So. By the way, let me tell you something. If this makes my bed even more comfortable than it already is, oh, I I can't my, sleep. My without, new clock in time is ten. I can't sleep without my weighted blanket. Like it's yeah. I even have a weighted face mask now. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's, but that also goes into Shibari where that restriction, that confinement, that almost feels like a hug. That's how it also can be used for uh, people who enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I love that restriction. Like awesome. I'll tie my arms if I'm feeling kind of just like I'll feel fuzzy or scattered, and arm ties help me with that. Or you can do chest that, harnesses. I think I'm try they that. will res- like kind of. Because I'm looking for things that I can do before I get into like how I was like manic last night, and I'm like, what could I have done? One thing that does help me is ice bottle to the chest. 
the weighted uh, ice bottles to the chest, ice in your hand, I've heard really helps. Mm -hmm. um, they also make, um, I just saw a girl on TikTok who has autism and her mom got her a weighted robe. So she wears the weighted robe around their house when she's feeling anxious or scattered. Okay. So they have That's a lot good. of different weighted stuff now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the chest ties, I know I didn't go look it up for this episode. I should have, but um, I have seen somewhere specific ties for helping with um, anxiety and autism, like that whole restrictive thing on how to center yourself. If we find any after this, we can we'll put post it on, on. Our, on our Patreon they should join. Come on. Come on. Don't make her cry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, and by the way, everyone has joined. I love you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Truly. Awesome. Like, I know, I know I like to be a brat about it sometimes, but, you know, I really appreciate them. Yeah. And all you other guys who haven't joined yet, what are you doing? Why? And Why do you hate Just us? tell me you hate me. Why do you hate me? Just say it. Just say you don't love me. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's about it. We do. I have some of my examples of my rope, which I'll... Um, Put up on our Patreon. Um, I'll drop links there on which ones that I buy from and where I get them from. This one's UV Reactive, which is awesome for black lights. Just got these. I got a shit ton of gemstone or gem. Those are colors. pretty. I think you posted that on your Instagram too. Yeah, these are you gorgeous. Can check those out. Pretty. I love these. They're <laughs> so pretty, especially now that I have a tan again. Ah, uh, lucky. Good for you. I am so pale. I almost like the the lighter hair color was to look less pale, to be honest. You're still pretty. But like, look at like look at my face in the in the viewfinder. Oh yeah. You just have to go on the sun again. For yeah, I just need like to step outside. <laughs> just get that go vitamin D. At least that's one form of D I could get. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's about it. Anything it we didn't talk it. about? Um, I think we covered everything. Did you just smell that? I mean, <laughs> did I think I could smell it? Yes. Did I smell it? No. It smells a little different. I mean, well, but the uh, the organic, am I referring to that right? The natural uh, rope uh, styles, I wonder if they have a smell, like hemp? Probably, yeah. Oh, no, they do. This one's very much more neutral than this one, but this one's newer, so it's also more recently dyed. I just had the most amazing thought. I wonder, you know how they do, like, little tiny kitchen stuff, tiny little things? I wonder if they mm -hmm. have, like, a little tiny nylon rope, and you can do it on your little finger. Oh, my God, that'd be so they cute. They do have, uh, they have a line rope for, like, surveyors and stuff. I would like to do that. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> you guys see the picture? It's the sexiest thing, but it's on my finger. It's just the teeniest, tiny, it's like little tiny food. I'm People so who make happy. tiny food, you're making tiny shibari. I want to do kind of tiny king stuff. <laughs> So stay tuned right now. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're not dating. We are making tiny kink things. The good Lord took dating away from me. Who hurt? So us? it's time for me to be innovative you know with who art. Us? Tinder. Well, not for me. I got kicked off. That's my favorite fun fact. If we ever do like a Jeopardy game about FKG, that's Why gonna be on it. Why does it my hair? Okay, it does. Well, that one's a little more purple. Would you yeah. get one that's a little more purple like that? I kind of like this color. Yo, I think that would look good on you. And, luck, the, and then I take the um the print. See you this week, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think I'm I think I'm good. Yeah. Good? Come here. Bye. <laughs>